was how the Bulls at least advanced in the play-in tournament. And now you got the Miami Heat tomorrow, and then the right to play the old Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. You want to hear something? I want to hear something. I got so screwed. Okay. I took DeMar DeRozan to score 25 and the Bulls to win at 7-1. to Oh, no. And DeMar DeRozan missed some free throws at the end of the game. And he finished with 23. Yep. I was hoping it would go to overtime just so that he could get one more bucket. This is an unreal. And then I had a player prop parlay, which was Zach Levine to get 20, which that hit very easily. Yes. I had uh, my guy Fred Van Fleet to get 15, which he did very easily. Mm-hmm. Pascal to get 15, which he did easily. And DeMar DeRozan to get 25. And he didn't get 25. That I've was, been there. It's a lot of money lost just I've on been one there. little bucket. One, one little, little bucket. bucket. Or not even. Just a couple of missed free throws. Yeah, or just That's made, made free throws. God, I've been there. It's absolutely the most frustrating thing. And you go back and you look, too, and you're like, it all made sense. Every every reason for you building that parlay made sense. And then it just turns out. It was a perfect out. idea. It was a perfect idea. Yeah. Of course, do we blame his uh, his little his daughter for everything she else? She was though? mushing him. Man. She's she's scary. That she was screamed loud. so Blood curdling scream. It was it was alarming. It was like it sounded like if I could actually do my seal noise yes. only at Which the top of her lungs. <laughs> it's just such a arr, sad arr. sound. <laughs> like it That's just... me trying to go full out too. Could you imagine if instead of little Miss DeRozan who is adorable and effective, and they went eighteen for thirty six, which yep. is unacceptable on any level, especially the pros. Yes. Could you imagine if she gave up her seat? to a puppy or a seal pup and that's what it sounded like it sounds exactly and the that's same. what forced the rafters into going 50 percent from the stripe it's incredible i mean derozan said he's not going to have have her there at the heat game i think you have to right don't you have to ride the wave it works she's going to become was, like the the good luck charm for them it was like the six he was in the six i knew it was that was my breakdown i was like he's back in the six yep it's a playoff it's going to be a revenge game for him and Zach Levine put up, what, 40 points on their head, 39 points? That's crazy. I know. The Bulls are five-and-a-half-point dogs at Miami tomorrow. Take the Bulls on the money line. I, Just do yourself a favor. I know. And it's one of those things where, like, I— Just do yourself like, a favor. Emotion, I know. You're right. Emotion tells me Miami because it's better coached and the Bulls. Are, the Bulls have played better. The Bulls have been playing much better basketball recently, and they're talented, and they can actually score. The Heat can't score. I'm convinced so. Patrick Williams might be the next coming of Kawhi Leonard. He looks so good. His body looks just like Kawhi. You've got two all-stars on your team, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Mm. You've got Vooch, who's playing pretty well. You've got Alex Crusoe and Pat Beverly, two locked-down defenders who are the heart and soul and lifeblood of your team. And you've got some depth. You've got guys playing really well off the bench. They're a better team than Miami. The fact that they're five-and-a-half-point dogs and three out of the four teams have all won outright. Every single dog has covered. Every single one in the plan. What does that tell you? The Vegas is sleeping. Vegas is sleeping. It's just, it's been such a roller coaster for this Bulls team, too. And you mentioned this before. The the Heat were just the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. The Heat were just a team that had at least one of the best records in the NBA. And now we're talking about them losing in the plane. I mean, they faded as the season went on. It was was it a week, a week and a half ago when they were in the six of the five spot? I mean, they were maybe not. Yeah, they were in the six not that long ago, weren't they? 
Yeah. I feel, they've plummeted since then, which that's one of the most concerning things. When you see a team like the Heat go into the playoffs looking the way they do, not being able to, to score, uh, just looking like they're completely lost, that's enough where you go, I, I, can't, I can't trust them. Like, my heart tells me, Oh, yeah, but it's the heat. It's the heat. My head's like, D- you're crazy. Don't. It's the name on the jersey it that is. you're hearing. And it not really the actual. Is. Kyle Lowry put up. Well, the up... coach that's there, too. I, I, Eric Spolscher's Kyle pretty Kyle Lowry good. put up 30-something points. Is the best game he's ever played as a member of the Heat. And they still looked so lost. Mm-hmm. They got out-rebounded by a ton. Clint Capella had over 20 rebounds. You had John Collins looking crazy. You had Sadiq Bey out there making money moves. You had Trey Young playing pretty well. DeJounte playing pretty well. Like everyone, even even the young guys, like uh, Okongwu was, I think, five for six. So they're just, just not a team that is going to be able to contend with a team that can rebound well and a team that can get to the cup. They just, Bam's too small. Defensive player of the year mm-hmm. candidate, sure. Yeah. But he's just too small. He's a yep. four in, five, in a fives role. Yeah, they, they definitely need a center to put alongside Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I, they're headed they, for a rebuild. But how do they even – I mean, what do you even do if you're the you Heat? Trade everyone. Yeah. I, you that's trade all. Jimmy somewhere, you trade Bam somewhere, and you just get picks. Do you like him in Portland? I would like both of them in Portland, yeah. actually. <laughs> the Portland Seals? The, por- the new the expansion Portland baseball Grays. team. The Portland Grays, where the <laughs> se- our Seals the, – the, the baby Seal is our, is our mascot for the Portland Grays. That's it. Okay. I've yeah. decided. I think that works. You've already gotten all of this established. There you go. Uh, I, I don't care who wins this game, though, between Chicago and Miami. They're not beating the Bucks, and they may win one game, either one of those teams. I think the Bulls give my, uh, Milwaukee the best fight. Yes. It was good fight all regular season long. Mm-hmm. Playoff Giannis is different. Middleton's been dealing with some knee injuries. That's the one concern I have is that we get back to missing Chris Middleton in the playoffs, which was the problem for them last year when they could have probably beaten the Celtics in the second round. Yep. I mean, if Middleton's not healthy, it's at least more of a competitive series, but Milwaukee still wins with Giannis. There's just there's nobody on Chicago that can match up with Giannis. It's plain and simple. And in a first-round series like that, you don't have, like, when it's a 1-8 matchup and it's a first-round series where you've got the best player on the court night in and night out, that's enough even if you're undermanned. Like if you're in Milwaukee's position to still win the series pretty handily because Giannis will just put the team on his shoulders. You also have Drew Holiday who's pretty damn good too. Drew Holiday's taken a step in terms of scoring this year. He's been really good. Really, really good. Glad that people finally actually see that too. I mean, damn. So, uh, yeah, I think the most intriguing out of all those first-round matchups in the East right now, it's got to be Cleveland, New York. Knicks plus 165 in the series price, uh, Cleveland minus 200. Julius Randle, if Julius Randle's back, the Knicks have a shot. It's going to be a lot harder, though, to match up with Cleveland if you don't have a Julius Randle out there, a big body, then go out there and score and stretch the floor. Yeah, and listen, man, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are just really, really good. And you have someone to match up with Jared Allen and Mitchell Robinson, and you just really don't have anyone that matches up great with Mobley. Not that does the things that he does. I don't think Julius Randle's like fast enough to guard him. No. RJ Barrett's not big enough to guard him. That's a bad matchup right there. That's like that's the matchup. I think RJ versus, you know, Seti Osmond or whatever, like you're kinda getting mid level production. You probably give the edge to RJ there. I just think it's gonna be really cool to see Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell again yes. for the second year in a row in the first round, both now in the east instead of the west. Yeah. 
you know, it was the Mavs versus the Utah Jazz. And, and Jalen Brunson put up 41, and, and Luka didn't play. And Donovan Mitchell came out and said, listen, like, I've known Jalen Brunson a long time. That guy can get buckets. And I, I think that matchup's going to be really, really fun. Cleveland has a really bright future. Man, I, I look at this Cavs team and, and see last year was like their overachieving year. I think they doubled their win total. It was 23 going into last year, and they won 46, right? Yeah, they yeah. doubled their win total last year. This year, you kind of expected the next step even before the Donovan Mitchell trade. Then they make that happen, and you go, this is a team that's ready to win right now. I don't think they're getting through Milwaukee or Boston. Not yet. A young team like that needs to get the experience, get the losses just against better, more experienced playoff teams but, I mean, next year they could be a conference finals, NBA finals team. I mean, they, they, if, they, if, they sh if they at least get to the second round and look competitive in the second round, that's a team I think that has that confidence and then has that talent to build on. And next year we're looking at them as maybe the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you have to, they have to get somebody to replace Okoro or Seti Osman. They just don't have a wing. That's the real issue mm -hmm. for them is they don't have a three, and this is a... Mikhail Bridges, there you go. Oh, my God. They need a <laughs> two-way wing. They really do. I could see, like, a Cam Johnson, though, yeah. going there. He would be a fit. He's a, a free agent. That's the one hole that they have. If they were to seal that hole up, they would be really, really good. They need a little bit of depth. Obviously, they had some older guys on the roster they had to get rid of. Yeah. Ricky Rubio's still there. Like, he's a great guy, like, a great glue piece. But they just need, they just need a three. And they, they need to be able to sign them in free agency because they don't really have very much in terms of assets to trade now that they did the deal with, uh, with Utah. Five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Knicks in game one. That total's only a half? Yeah, that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot. They're just throwing five-and-a-half out. It, doesn't it kind of feel that way? Because I'm seeing five-and-a-half for that's Thunder Timberwolves. Been. Same thing for Bulls Heat. It's like they're just throwing that out there. Yeah, the total's only 214. I don't know. Do you see this Chicago Bulls heat total is 208 and a half? I know. That's silly. <laughs> That's so, and you know what? It might go under. That's silly. The Heat just are, are abysmal offensively now. I might take the Heat team total under. Let's see what that is. Yeah, what is that? Is. Let me see. Because this might be the last chance to kind of capitalize on the really bad Heat offense we've seen recently. How many points will the sh Miami Heat yeah, you got to go through the search. I'm going to find it. All right, so it's... Minus one oh five one oh seven. I would take the under. One oh seven and a half, yeah. Under is minus one twenty. I think I'm playing that. That's yeah. that's now, I'm playing that. They have been a little better recently. They put up one twenty nine against the Mavs, one twenty nine against the Sixers, but we saw I mean, it's just not it's not consistent enough. And that's what's concerning. And no. they're and they're by far the lowest scoring team in the NBA during the regular season. Yeah. Points per game all the way down in the yep. basement. This team sucks. Yeah. They, they suck. I don't know how much more I can tell you. They freaking suck. What if they completely rebuild and Eric Spolstra is a, a free agent coach? That's what I was saying to Gina Mizell. When I could see, like, an Eric Spolstra going to Philly or a Nick Nurse going to Philly. You know, those are some names, man, that all of a sudden you start email you Doka going to Philly. You look at that and you're like, oh, man, like, that could change a team. There could be some really good coaches on the market this offseason. Mm -hmm. Where if a team just doesn't quite get to the level they're expected to, they may then in turn go after that big name head coach in the offseason and we have like a surprise firing or something. Mm -hmm. That's how the NBA works sometimes. But yeah, the heater, the heater bad. It feels like they need to kind of be like old yeller and put out of their misery if we're being honest here. It's it's been a tough watch. I love it. I love Spolstra. I, I think that with that organization, the culture they've built there has been fantastic. Jimmy Butler deserves another chance to compete for a title somewhere. 
You know what? Maybe he goes to Cleveland. They need a wing. There you go. You got I was Jimmy thinking Butler. that. I don't know who they would trade yeah, for. Yeah, I don't know. Some young pieces and picks. Although maybe they gave Jared up a bunch. Allen. Yeah, can maybe do that. 